Euraxa Smart Talks for Talents, your personal guide to research careers, innovation, and entrepreneurship. Hi, I'm Daria, a senior expert of the Euraxis National Contact Point in Latvia. And I'm Jovan, a teaching and research assistant from Serbia, and you are listening to Euraxis Smart Talks. Welcome to today's episode titled From Science to Startup Inside Information. The ideal startup needs at least three people, a geek, a financial wizard, and a generalist manager, said Nobel Prize winner Professor Schechtman, who will be our guest later on in this episode. So what is the ideal scientific startup entrepreneurship? Scientific startup entrepreneurship is a career path in which a scientific finding as a result of PhD, postdocs, or research in later career stages in any area is transformed into an innovative product or service, which is then validated and improved by early adopters, brought to the market, and then continuously scaled up in terms of product or service quality and coverage. Scientific entrepreneurship is clearly recognized as one of the pathways for bridging the gaps between research, innovation, and the market. Uh, Let us start this topic smart with those who can explain. Our first guest is Professor Milan Zdravkovic. Professor Zdravkovic is an associate professor and leading researcher at the University of Niche. He has worked as expert for evaluation and mentoring of startups in Scientific Technology Park, Belgrade. He is a coordinator of the Serbian National Euraccess Network. Milan is the leader of the Scientific Startup Entrepreneurship Hub in the Euraccess Hub project. So, hi, Milan. Thank you very much for coming. The Scientific Startup Entrepreneurship in the Euraxis Hubs pilot focuses on entrepreneurship for researchers. And why is this an important area for Euraxis to focus on? Hello, Daria. Hello, Jovan. Thanks for inviting me to your podcast. I mean, it's important because it's it's career as uh, any other for researchers. But then again, I mean, we have to say that uh, when you think about the scientific entrepreneurship, when you look at the startup ecosystem, when you have in mind that startup is something that is being disruptive, that is being innovative, that is being completely new, where else can you find new things uh, unless in uh, scientific work? So if you think that way, basically the, the best uh, let's say environment where you could look for future startup championship championship ch- champions is academia is actually research landscape. So th- this is why this career is really prospective with the blooming and uh, of the startup scene in the world uh, uh, in the past years, especially with all the challenges that have been brought by, for example, COVID pandemics and the response of academia and researchers and startup ecosystem towards solution of many issues uh, uh, within the pandemics, you know, th- this becomes really and truly hot topic. Going back to Euraxis, Euraxis is all about supporting research careers. So uh, if we look for the roots of scientific entrepreneurship, we should probably go into engin- looking into engineering sciences where, where that become, becomes possible. You know, science, scientific method, actually, which is uh, based on... Uh, it's it's quite rigid. It's based on the uh, uh, hypothesis. It's based on experiments. It's based on validation. Uh, it's based on uh, more experienced, uh, where 
which you implement in order to prove some hypothesis and to make it new scientific knowledge. This is how scientific knowledge becomes a, becomes a common knowledge. Uh, this is something that is very similar to the path of the startups of the entrepreneurs, you know, because uh, the startups are, when comparing to the conventional entrepreneurship, for example, uh, the startups are not something that uh, are, are not, uh, let's say, companies or enterprises which are looking far in the future. Uh, when you're having an enterprise, you want to get some funding and you build some business plan uh, five years long and then you go to banks and you ask for loans and things like that. I mean, you're looking for investors, but uh, your business is basically based on uh, how well you know about the future how well how convinced you are that your plans will uh, uh, will be successful startups startup is completely opposite of that in startup you build a hypothesis and then you experiment with customers and then if this experiment goes wrong then you pivot then you change your direction and you change it very fast and very often you know sometimes even uh, there are examples, especially in fintech, there are examples of startups which are pivoting many times during one month, you know, in order to find, uh, while communicating with the early adopters of their own product and processing their feedback, the point is not to go rigidly towards your vision, your mission, your expectations from our product, but to look into the customers. And this is why it's called experiment. Because you don't know how it's going to work. Why you don't know? Because it's something new. Startup is a, a company that produces something new and something completely innovative. So basically, you don't have competition. So you cannot look in other backyard and see how they work. So you try to replicate that. No. In, instead of that, you're basically doing something completely new. And this is why you cannot make, bring any guarantees. And this is this is what uh, what is very similar to how science works. And uh, the choice of startup careers uh, for the scientists in that sense, it's completely natural. Can you tell us about the toolkit uh, your work package and your Access Hubs project has developed for implementing your Access Startup Hubs? Toolkit is, uh, let's say, a set of uh, web pages. It, it's content. It's online content, basically. Online content and some of the tools. One version will be going to be published on uh, on Euraxis Jobs Portal, and another, which is uh, which is uh, for uh, Euraxis Centers, will be published on Euraxis Extreme. But this is not our topic. But uh, what you are going to find in this toolkit, open to researchers, let's say, because they are our, our main target group. You will find, uh, uh, let's say. Uh, ebook about the beginnings, I mean, introduction to scientific entrepreneurship, introducing some of new 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 concepts in the in a so-called lean startup theory, uh, set up by uh, one very popular entrepreneur and uh, book author Eric Ries, uh, who is uh, basically evangelist of this uh, new lean startup philosophy. So we are trying to introduce this new philosophy into scientific entrepreneurship. And to somehow make it fit with those even uh, still rigid infrastructures such as technology transfer centers and other supporting infrastructures for startups in uh, in the academia. Then you have, uh, uh, for example, one uh, uh, exhaustive section on the startup ecosystem, 
which is quite important for us, you know, because we want to show uh, that startup is collaborative thing. I mean, even if the idea is yours, even if you are fully protected with uh, fully protected your intellectual property, you are still working in one ecosystem, and you should know how to bring the best out of this ecosystem and how to use it for your benefit, but also how to return back and how to uh, become a member of community because community is always giving back uh, uh, to you. Uh, in, in, this, in this case, this is especially important. Uh, this story about the ecosystem is even more important for the Uraxa centers because if you want to build those local collaborations, you're looking at this, you're looking at the types of the organizations in ecosystem, you are learning about uh, which type of the organization can bring which benefits into your, uh, uh, let's say, future hub, for example, if you want to to build one. Then uh, we have a a, a tool for searching online resources, and we have some, we collected and created more than 400 online resources for the different, uh, I mean, it's web pages, online tools, uh, online applications and things like that. Uh, for example, online courses, many different types of resources. Uh, nine, more than 95% of those are available for free. Some are not, but uh, of course, some trial versions are available. So we put them in because we still believe that though, though even those trial versions can be helpful to researchers when, when we're talking about online tools. Uh, then we have, uh, let's say, a set of articles in uh, four different top segments. These are the pillars of the, the online toolkit. One is, uh, let's say, innovation support in academia. So uh, the articles about what kind of structures you can find in academia which can support you and what you can expect from them. Then another is training, entrepreneurship training. We find this quite important because we see that uh, uh, that uh, rise and uptake of entrepreneurship training, in, especially in engineering school, is being uh, increasing every day. Then we have uh, collaborations. Uh, so what kind of collaborations, how to, uh, mostly how to establish the collaborations and what kind of benefits can you expect, but also followed by the examples of good practice where you can learn really a lot. And the fourth, it's uh, uh, diversity and inclusion, you know, because uh, currently startups, unfortunately, are the male playground. And this is quite uh, evident when you look at the data. And this is something that we found as very, very important. It's not only related to establishing gender balance, but also other, uh, let's say, uh, uh, groups that are, uh, kind of not represented the best, and uh, there is there are doubts that they are not offer equal opportunities uh, in order to succeed. So this we find very important, and we have also set of articles and good practice in uh, in this part. Not only scientific entrepreneurship, but also lean startup concepts, and uh, to learn about uh, uh, as I, as I talked before something that's very specific to the start to how startup works, especially when comparing to the, the other forms of conventional entrepreneurship. And we were going to have uh, uh, IPD from Israel working on this, you know, because they have huge network of uh, really, truly startup champions uh, and uh, 
really uh, organization that truly excel in uh, turning the innovation into uh, into very successful product or a service. So the second part is, uh, let's say, more related to testimonials and case studies, and that's going to be organized by the University of Luxembourg. And both of those webinars will take place quite soon. The first one uh, in the beginning of May. I don't know if this podcast will be published before or after that. And the second training the second training will be organized, uh, I think, in beginning of July, but I, I'm not sure about this. But uh, the network and everyone will be informed about this. And these these trainings uh, uh, are dedicated to your access centers, not for research. Although, of course, researchers can uh, participate. The second part, the second, let's say, activity, which is aiming directly at researchers and which we uh, really, truly hope to have a really great impact, is something that we call Euraxis Startup Tour. It's a series of free study visits to, let's say, uh, Israel, Haifa and Tel Aviv, Estonia, Tallinn, <laughs> and uh, Luxembourg, University of Luxembourg. And uh, each of those visits will take, uh, take uh, two or three days uh, to complete. And... Uh, Seven countries, which are partners in the hubs, in the the startup hub work package of the Iraxis Hubs project, will recruit uh, each of them will recruit one researcher who will participate in uh, the free study visits or free, where uh, each of them will participate in one of the study visits. So we are going to have uh, at least let's say, from 7 to 21 researchers participate in this pilot. And uh, besides those researchers, we will also have some of the Uraxis staff visiting, attending those study visits in order to, let's say, strengthen our own capacity to do something similar in our settings, in our environments, in our environment. Uh, the researchers that are being recruited as we speak, because there is a public call and announcement published on Uraxis portal about this and uh, there is a quite uh, vibrant uh, let's say promotional activity as we can see on uh, social media these days uh, that the target groups are early stage researchers so we are targeting uh, uh, let's say PhD students or uh, young researchers with PhD who already have their own startup so they already established their they are already founders or co-founders uh, and uh, uh, most uh, uh, what we would what is what we are we aiming at is that they did not yet receive some significant seed funding, so they still they are still in the the phase of independence of uh, uh, bootstrapping their own product or service or let's say getting some uh, initial initial funding. Thank you very much. It was inspiring. I hope uh, our listeners will use all this information that we have uh, already provided for them. Thank you, Dalia. Your Access Smart Talks for Talents, your personal guide to research careers, innovation and entrepreneurship. Vaido Mikheim who uh, has more than 10 years in the startup ecosystem development sphere, took an active part in the recent Euraxis Hub startup tour in Estonia. Vaido pioneers uh, Estonia deep tech startup ecosystem, 
onwards as Deep Tech Project Lead at Startup Estonia. As a lifelong sci-fi fan, Vida trusts that the combination of human science and tech is the path to sustainable prosperity. For the last decade, Vida lives and breathes the startup scene in Estonia. He's eager to talk about business incubators and accelerators and how to power the process of converting science to business. Vida, first of all, thank you very much for joining us. As an active participant in the Eurexus Hub's startup tour, how did the Estonian startup tour contribute to the participants? Tell us, please. Thank you for inviting me and uh, good morning to uh, to everybody. Uh, I uh, find the Eurexus initiative uh, highly interesting and I think it's an absolutely necessary activity in, to to broaden the, the horizons and perspectives of researchers and, and scientists in, in general. Uh, one thing that always can be done better is communication. So uh, in order to, to bring this uh, kind of uh, from the beneath to surface, that there are multiple ways how to contribute and, and the career paths are no longer in silos or predetermined paths, then I, I feel that uh, this is uh, something that the Eurexus uh, visitors in Estonia definitely saw, that there are multiple opportunities. Please tell us a little about the Estonian startup ecosystem. Um, yes, in general, Estonia is a pretty good place right now that uh, we have moved into the strong innovator category according to the European Innovation Scoreboard. And hopefully we are not leaving it anymore in future. And also, according to the Community Innovation Service, Estonia has high, ranked very highly in, in terms of innovation. So we have a blossoming uh, startup ecosystem. Uh, roughly seven, eight years ago, we had only a few hundred startups. The number has grown now more to 1,300. So it's a, it's a blossoming ecosystem. Of course, not everything is rosy, but at least the general direction is a, is a positive one. And talking about the general direction and uh, what contributed uh, to Estonia's high ranking on the scoreboard, as you said. I think this, um, this question has many layers. Uh, one thing is that we have had all the elements that everybody has. So everybody has this opportunity that we have uh, companies, we have active people, we have uh, research and development institutions, among them uh, strong universities. But if I, would, um, if I would want to pick out one of them, uh, one of the elements, uh, then it's enthusiastic people, people who want to get things done. And um, in terms of, uh, let's say, startup development or even new initiative development, then you need human resource, you need financial resource, also time is a resource, also ambition and focus are resources that where you are going to put those uh, and where you are going to uh, set your goals. So and it's a long, long, long road. It's not easy. You have to be like a river, you know. You are chipping away the resistance slowly but surely, and uh, and you are working always uh, within um, the university as well as outside the university. And it, it greatly helps if you get the top management on board. But at the same time, you have also initiatives on the grassroots level that. Uh, one of the things that uh, I would like to bring out that has worked really well in, in Estonia 
is that Estonian major universities, both University of Tartu and uh, Tallinn University of Technology, have established proof-of-concept funds with universities' own, uh, own funding. And this has brought to radar a lot of great initiatives which have commercialization potential. Can you tell us, uh, please, about unique uh, success stories of scientists in Estonia who have moved from academia to entrepreneurship? This is also a very good question. And uh, I was uh, coming here and listing through some of the businesses and some of the projects that I know, and, and it was a hard choice. And then I decided that uh, I will not go and talk about the big boys or the famous uh, ones, but maybe a little bit less famous ones, but still who are doing really well. And my first example comes uh, already from like 20 years back when the company was established. The company's name is Positium, and they are in a mobile big data business. And if you can imagine, then 20 years ago, mobile wasn't a thing yet. So they were ahead of their time. The core founding team was three professors and uh, two students. And the students the, who were back then students, they are now the company owners and leaders. So uh, and they were purely academic team, like Blue Sky Research. Like There was, uh, I don't know who would believe into the business potential of this team except by themselves. But they did believe And uh, now they are working uh, not only in Estonia, and they are actually doing quite an interesting project also with Lithuania, but uh, they have had long-term collaboration with uh, Indonesia. They are working in Africa. They have done a pilot project with uh, Brazil in, in South America. They are brought out as an like, exemplary example by United Nations and and World Bank, and they're working with World Tourism Organization. So they're working with top global names in, in the mobile uh, positioning or mobile big data industry. Do you have some statistics or intuitive statistics uh, about the success rate in comparison uh, when we are talking about entrepreneurship and scientific entrepreneurship? I would say that there are a few fundamental differences. Uh, first of all, usually the, the deep tech or, or the scientific entrepreneurship is more long-term, which means uh, it requires more patient capital and it requires more of these resources and all of those resources that we talked earlier. But on the downside of it or the other side of the coin is that it also has more chances to die within this uh, long period of time. Of course, the positive side is that once it becomes successful, it usually is far more successful than your, let's say, regular services, software as a service company. But um, on the other hand, I would also say that the researchers are equipped to deal with uncertainty and complexity because science in its essence is, is a process of dealing with uncertainty and complexity, the same as with business. So in a way, the characteristics of a scientist and a business person are not so different. Yeah, one of the things that people don't appreciate or don't understand often about the scientific entrepreneurship is that if you're talking about the products or services based or originating from academia, that they have been long in development and they have already kind of a ready-made solution that I believe that uh, everybody has has a chance. So, Vida, thank you very much. It was, it was really interesting. 
Thank you for listening to the Euraxa Smart Talks podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode and it was useful for you. Do you want to hear more? Part 2 is waiting for you on the Euraxa's portal and on your podcast application. In the next episode, you will hear the inspiring success story of Nobel Prize winner Professor Dan Schechtman, who will share his tips and insights as an experienced mentor in entrepreneurship at the prestigious Israel Institute of Technology, the Technion. For more information on Euraccess, visit the Euraccess portal. You will find more episodes of the Euraccess Smart Talks podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. This episode was prepared by hosts Daria Aksenova and Jovan Aranjelovic, audio engineer Pavle Drashkovic, outreach manager Dina Samerit, production manager Moria Riha, editors Iser Per and Miroslav Trejanovic. This episode is published under the Creative Commons CC BY license. Until next time.